Welcome on in. It is a fresh live edition of Utah Car Sense here on August 31st. Excited to be back on the air and college football <laughs> is with us. And uh, man, it doesn't feel any better than that around these parts. I'm Austin Horton. Jeff Miller off today, but uh, we've replaced him. And then it takes some. two to replace him. It yeah. does. It does. <laughs> uh, we've got Roger Parkin, uh, sales manager of the Southtown store. And George Roska, sales manager of the Midtown store here today, hosting with me from uh, now until noon. Excited to have you guys back. How are you? Excited to be here. It's uh, Labor Day weekend, last day of the month. Uh, this end of the month push. <laughs> oh, we got to get uh, Mike Four up there. Austin and Eric, if we could please. George is on Mike Four today. Hi. Hey, there, there he is. is. I'm here. We just didn't want anyone to hear you. I know. You were stealing all the glory. <laughs> no, that's you. You're kicking my hiney this month. Yeah, last time George was in, we had a record day. So uh, Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you better do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Jeff uh, might have a thing to say, but no. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's fun to be here. I like doing the show with Roger. It's It's a lot of fun. Yeah, every once in a while we got to sneak out and have some fun, you know? It's 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 so cool to have both the sales managers here on we a Saturday. On the last day of the month. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we don't get out of the office that much, especially together, so yep. it's, good, it's good to be here. Good. Well, uh, I'm excited to have you, and Roger, you're a little lighter on the feet these days. I don't know, lighter a little bit, look clumsier, I think. <laughs> you got to see me on crutches, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you roll in here on the old scooter. Knee scooter, baby. He's I didn't even hear about this. four-wheel machine over here. <laughs> yeah, you're all-wheel drive. <laughs> no, I'm all-wheel fall. Ah. <laughs> Need to get you set up with some Subaru tires on that thing. Oh, You, you know, popped your Achilles, did you? I did. Second one I've done. The second one on the different leg. Different leg. I've done them both now. So hopefully I'm done popping Achilles tendons. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't even replaced it. I'd been like, nope, you're you're not walking anymore. Fuse no, you can. You, no, that's that's the <laughs> that's the biggest myth there is. You can walk without an Achilles. It's really awkward, but you can walk. <laughs> Do you feel like you're walking for the first time? No, you feel like you're walking in high hills because your ah. brain's telling you that your, your heel is up at a 45-degree angle. At least felt like this one was. Like you're on your time. tippy toes? Tippy toeing it, yeah. yeah. But you're flat on the ground. I'm, I could see I was flat on the ground, but the brain said otherwise because the tendon was clear up my leg. Bizarre. <laughs> I can't feel good. <laughs> uh, this one hurt worse than the first one. I've heard Achilles uh, injuries are some of the most painful <sighs> you can do. And- I heard it feels like you got kicked by a horse. No. No, it didn't feel that way? No. I mean, the first one I did skiing, I was skiing with George, actually. Yeah. That wasn't a fun day. No. <laughs> you first, popped first Roger's first. Achilles? I didn't do no, it. No, he didn't do anything. I, he didn't, Saw he, him do it. I but yeah. Yeah. I think there was a rock involved and, yeah. Rock involved and spring came ski? off. No, it, this was, yeah, it was just a It was snow. early... December yeah. maybe or tenth day of skiing. Yeah, I know that it was pretty tenth early day into first the run. season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't Exposed take rock got you. Just caught a rock in a turn. It tore right. my ski off, and there's a hill, and I've got some mass behind me, and I was sliding. <laughs> You've got some mass behind you, some or mass, M-A-S-S. or you had some mass behind you. <laughs> that too. That was falling behind me. <laughs> so, and I I like to ski fast. George doesn't know anything about that. Never. And I wasn't going that fast, so I have my bindings cranked down as I'm sliding my. He actually right was going pretty got, slow, and I that's was. when you hurt yourself. Is when you go slow. I've hurt so myself twice skiing. It's lesson been of slow. the day: ski fast. Ski go as fast, fast as you can. Huh? 50, 60 miles an hour, you'll be just fine. <laughs> just don't hit a tree. Just know how to stop. Yeah. Uh, I guess yeah, when you hit the yeah. asphalt in the parking lot, you'll you'll stop. Yeah, you'll stop before that. <laughs> but 
popped that one and had to ski two runs to get out of there. That was fun. <laughs> well, we're glad you willed yourself up here. Glad you got in, and uh, we're excited I to have you I have this way back. of doing this just before we're leaving on vacation, too, both times. <laughs> That's the other thing, George, is he comes in and tells us he was up in the the where, the Lock Lost, what Lock, was it? Loxa Lodge up in the panhandle of Idaho. Basically, the- You know, smooth concrete it, up yeah, there. I don't yeah. know. No, there's grass and whatnot. You know, it's a, it's a nice, nice area with a bunch of cabins that we- uh, Meet a bunch of people up there every year about this time of year. But you had to get a different scooter. Had to get an off-road scooter, which was really interesting. It's not very stable either. (laughs) Didn't know they made such things. We need Subaru to get into the scooter world. We do. We make something with eyesight and airbags when we fall. (laughs) I've fallen on this thing once really nicely. It was very graceful. I'm sure there's video of it. (laughs) It'd be so good to have that I know Mark's got video of it. He's got cameras cameras all over it. Well, that's uh, Mark. Yeah, send the video. <laughs> we need that on our webpage right now, for sure. Well, uh, welcome, uh, fellas. Glad to have you in. Uh, glad to be here. In fact, uh, along the lines of you just came back from a fun adventure, George, we talked about your time down uh, in uh, near Cedar City. Uh, was oh, yeah, it Duck Cook- Lake? What was it? Yeah, yeah, Duck Creek, went Duck down Creek. Zions a little bit. and It's been a fun That's summer where, uh, of excursions. Where PK's at this weekend? Yeah, we've got uh, one of our, our used car managers down there this oh, week. Oh, not our PK, your PK. Yeah, we've got a PK. Yeah, yeah we got a PK, or Pete. I think of him as PK because we had f- a few Pete's. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's PK. Is yeah. your PK as insufferably annoying as our PK? Or? Yeah. No, okay. no, no comment. <laughs> no, he's very lovable. Now our PK will hear that. He squirrels a lot, you know. Oh, yeah. he, he's squirrel. <laughs> okay. RPK will hear that and think I'm being serious, and then we'll never talk again. Yeah, so. but, yeah uh, you just signed your death warrant. <laughs> I'm in trouble, too. You see what you've done. It's a joke. Yeah. No, you're not in trouble you. because you know comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, good. we love PK. We like to give him a bad time, though. This is business does is a, a great funny job. business. Well, we're going to ask people to call in today and tell us about the fun summer trips they took. Preferably on road trip. It's a car show. Preferably yeah. you drove. But you know I love road trips. Any fun adventure you I went think, on this summer? I think yeah, we all do. Yeah. It, yeah I can't wait to go on a road trip. Like That's how I like, plan them. I'm, I'm like you know two, three road trips ahead always. Yep. And You're the same way, Roger? No. No. He yeah. just goes. He's I just like, go. When I decide I'm, I'm going, I'm going. Yeah. I don't like road trips if I'm the driver. I don't like driving uh, that see, far. I won't go if I'm not the driver. <laughs> and I'm the same way. Yeah, I although, will not sit uh, anywhere. My back seat has never been used in my car. <laughs> although I will, I will give my wife. I will give my wife props. We drove 600 miles Wednesday coming home. Wow. We left up there at one o'clock. Pulled in here at one o'clock in the morning. Well, yeah, you can't Jeez. drive, right? Oh, I drove the. I drove. Oh, okay. I drove up. It's all your. The whole way. It's your left foot, right? It's my left foot. So so I'm legal got, to drive. Yeah, he's got eyesight anyway in his car. No, right? no, no, no. This isn't a motorhome. <laughs> oh, this is the motorhome. Oh no. There's no. There's no eyesight with the eyeballs yeah. in a motorhome. Yeah, this oh. is the moho, as we like to call it, or as yeah. one of my buddies calls it. It's, <laughs> it's the rolling scone because we do scones up there every year for everybody, but um, or fry bread is what he calls it, but. Um, my wife actually got in and drove 100 miles coming home Wednesday. She goes, I got to do this. If something happens, I need to be able to drive it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That's a behemoth. You know, you're about 35 feet long. Yeah, those aren't easy to drive. I've only driven one once, and that was terrifying. I've never driven a motorhome. And, you uh, can't see anything. That's anything. But, well, you can now. You can. They this, have some cameras. Um, they've got three cameras on them. At least this one does. It's got a camera on each uh, mirror outside, so when you turn your turn signal on, it lights up down the... Oh, okay. Side. And then the you side, have a backup so camera. The backup camera, depending on what the light is, is worthless. <laughs> <laughs> is but it the, really? Yeah, you just 
you can't see anything. Like hmm. when I back it down where we store it in our driveway, if it's sunny, I can't see a thing. Oh, okay. The glare or whatever off. Yeah, the, it's just it does. It's you'll just see the when position. you hit something, and then you'll, you'll feel it. Care. Then you'll see it. Yeah, yeah. maybe. <laughs> I don't know. My father-in-law's kind of crashed that. He kicked that a couple of times. <laughs> I don't let him put it down my driveway. I don't want to see my brother-in-law's house where he keeps scraping it. Oh, <laughs> coming out of it. <laughs> yeah. So eight five five three four zero zone. If you want to be on the show and tell us about your fun adventures this summer, eight five five three four zero zone. Everyone that calls in is entered into our prize drawing it's got to be tickets oh yeah gotta movie be tickets. Pass. Movie Four pack. love it no better time to see a any movie than shows, any time any good so. shows out seems how you are the movie guy well it was a summer full of big what time releases uh, the f- the favorite that i saw this summer was called yesterday really it was a reimagining of if the world had forgotten about the beatles except for one person oh, how was that yeah. it was hmm. the best movie i've seen in five years wow it was really the premise good. looked really good yeah, it was really, music really obviously good. is good. Beautiful, yeah, wonderful. Well, and, and I'm not big Beatles guy. I think they're incredible. I think they're they have their place in history, obviously. Right. Uh, but I think by definition they're overrated because everyone thinks they're the best. Doesn't mean they're not good. Hmm. I'm just not the biggest Beatles guy, but I loved that movie. Good. So, so that's out there. Uh, of course, you've got all the Disney's Aladdin, Lion King. Uh, Spider-Man, on and on and on and on. So lots to choose from. How many times can you redo Spider-Man and restart the series? <laughs> Apparently enough to where they divorce each other. Yeah. Because and Sony's Marvel it back. and Sony said, that's it. Well, that might actually be a good thing because it got a little, you know, I don't know. I, I thought this was that, the best Spider-Man that they've had. Are you saying they're lacking creativity through the con- or continuity? Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. So there's all film critic today. We're film critics <laughs> yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's get back to cars. <laughs> so uh, call in, share your uh, stories from your summer travels. Eight five five three four zero zone. We'll have you on the show and talk about it. Uh, before we go too far, yeah. Big news. Let's hear Forrester it. details are coming out. Yes. Yeah, 2024. Yeah, it's Forrester really interesting. So you go to the 2020 Legacy and Outback are coming. Uh, Outbacks will be here about the 15th of, of September. September. Wow. A few. A few will be here. Um, but one of the technologies they've introduced in the 20 Outback and Legacy that they're bringing to the 20 Forester is the adaptive cruise with lane centering. Okay. So it'll actually drive for you. Wow. If it can see two lines, as long as you've got the adaptive cruise on. So this isn't lane keep. This is center. As they call keep. it lane centering. Okay. They're really careful what they're calling this, but it literally will drive the car for you. Well, I don't know if we want to say that, do we? Do we want uh, to say that? To, you need to stay in control of it. Okay. All right. Yeah, but it will help you drive the, the car. steering wheel. It'll, it'll keep, because lane keep keeps you in, in the lane, right? Yeah, it keeps you between but the two. But it might bounce you around in, in between the lines. You look a little yeah. drunk going back and forth. Yeah, it's like the police will pull you over. It's like the gutter bumper at the bowling alley. Yeah, lane centering is... In the center, Again, right? it'll keep you in the center. It'll wow. if you take your your hands off the wheel, which you shouldn't do, um, it'll it'll basically drive. So it does the math between the two lines and keeps you in the middle. Then. Yes, right. wow, that's and then it'll follow the car ahead of you as well. Um, if that could be a good or bad thing. <laughs> yeah, depending on where the car ahead of you is We're going to have a bunch of lemmings off a cliff. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Be but careful. You, yeah, you got to maintain control of it. You can't advocate responsibility for what's going on to it. But it certainly will make your drive, when you're using it, less strenuous. That's awesome. Yeah. That's terrific. Because I don't really use the lane keep. because I don't. 
It's <laughs> yeah, it's a good feature to, to have in certain situations, but I don't really use it because it just it's too unstable. And it, but yeah, that, when you, you mean do, you when turn you, it off? I you turn, don't even have yeah, it. Yeah, on. when you're yeah. doing 80 miles an hour down the freeway and you want to cut that corner, it tries to push you back out of it. Yeah. You know, no fun. we're not saying you should cut the corner, but what if you wanted to? I mean, it's Utah. Yeah. Well, we're Utah, we just stay on the left hand lane to heck with you. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, can you tell when you hit Utah? <laughs> you don't even have Coming to see back the signs. from somewhere else? Yeah. yeah, you don't even have to see the signs. Or you can tell when you leave Utah. Miraculously, the left lane clears. <laughs> There's something about the left lane in Utah. It's just, I don't know what it is. You and shall that, not get ahead of me. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that blinker means, nah, yeah, you're not Speed up, baby, over. speed up. It's, it's, I had somebody do that to me in the motorhome. They were 200 yards behind me when I turned the signal on. And you got 35 feet, and once you start going, you're going. It's like, come on, guy. Use some common sense. I'm doing 75 or 75 mile an hour zone. Traffic is coming down to one lane. Yeah. I got to move over. Yeah, and he's like, "Nope, I'm going. I'm first. going first, man. I'm from Utah. I got to be first. <laughs> <laughs> I shall not be second. <laughs> so, uh, so lane centering. Yep. Is that standard? Is that on only certain uh, models? Do we I know didn't, yet? I didn't read it that closely. Yeah, I think lane center is going to be standard because it's yeah. be standard eyesight um, on the 2020 Forester as well. And uh, they also are including uh, some new technology there um, that that has. Um, child detection in the, in, the, in the rear seats. Okay, uh, like the, the next uh, version of the Ascent will have. Yeah. I've read. This, uh, there's been, what, 49 children die this summer? Yeah, it's been a heat. terrible year. From 49 or 50. I think I saw 53. 50. It, might, yeah. it might be 53 now. Yeah. I, I haven't paid attention to the news too it's, much. We can't week. talk about it enough. We can't remind ourselves enough I can see to how be careful happens. there. I, oh, I sure. can see how it happens, but man, to live with that guilt the rest of your life, that's, just stick a fork in me. I'd be done. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that would be ridiculous. That would be ridiculous to even imagine yeah. how to how to handle that. So that comes standard as well. I would I would take it the the um, the seat reminder. Trying to find out the info on that still sporadic. Okay. And do we know is it a sensor in the seat or is it when you open the door at a certain I time? I don't know, but let's see if we can find out. Yeah, we'll try to find out and get back to that okay. here in, in, in a minute. Uh, it just came out uh, just yesterday. It I yesterday. Yeah. I know. I just perused it really quick. Yep. Because I I would think it would probably work better uh, if it were uh, the door opens at a certain point after I, the I car's been is, on. I think it is cued to the door but let's see what okay. we can say see here because sometimes those seat sensors aren't the most reliable and people get annoyed by them but if this is the, something where it detects oh you've opened that door something or so, someone's so been placed in here's there. the blurb on the rear seat reminder system alerts the driver check the rear door rear seat area before exiting the vehicle it's intended to help reduce the likelihood of children pets or other items being left in the rear seat when exiting the vehicle See appendix for more details on operation. I don't know where the appendix is. We'll go. I'll go hunt for it. Okay. Yeah, we'll figure that out. But that's still really cool that it'll be that coming is really with cool. that. Uh, so uh, the force, the twenty twenty four. So you got twenty twenty Outback, twenty twenty Legacy. Now you got twenty twenty four. So weird, just saying twenty twenty, isn't it? We, 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 you know what? The nice thing is though, when the new year comes, I have no issue with the the, the year. Yeah. You know, because we're doing it already four months <laughs> yeah, in advance, five months in advance. We're prepping ourselves mentally. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and then there will be a 2020 Ascent, I think. Or is it we actually already have those, yeah. Th- that was oh, the it's first here. 2020 model okay. to come right. out. Um, yeah, early in the summer. Then we're getting the, the Outback Legacy, next Forester, and then we'll see Impreza Crosstrack. Okay. Um, we're not going to be able to answer that question because there's no appendix back where we would go hunt it. It's still <laughs> 19s. Uh, I see that it's starting in the mid-25,000. 
price range. Yeah, it didn't the go up. The new Forester. They went up a couple hundred dollars each across the board MSRP. That's good. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Uh, and uh, I did read somewhere that for the first time ever, Starlink will be available in Canada. Wow. Oh, wow. On the did not know that. Forester. So pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. All right. So that's exciting news. Uh, and not, uh, more exciting news from Subaru. We didn't talk about it earlier this month, and I, I failed, so we got to bring it up today. July, record July for Subaru of America. What, 92 straight months, and August is looking the same way. Yeah, uh, seven plus percent raise in from yep. 18, or ni- 2018 All, July to 2019. Only manufacturer out there seeing huge increased sales. Why is that? Just because of brand awareness um, and how good you guys are making vehicles? I think part of the challenge for the rest of manufacturers is their car sales are down as car sales across the board i mean our legacy sales are down yeah sedan sales are down down. sedan legacy but across the board we don't rely as much on sedans as you know like a honda or a toyota yeah honda's probably one that's hurting one of the worst yeah because they only have two they have three suvs in their or crossovers in their line well four now they just brought out another one but they're known for the accord and the Civic. Yeah, and they're not selling that well. Yeah. And they're neat, neat, neat cars. They really are. Yeah. But Americans have short memories when gas was four bucks a gallon, three fifty a gallon. <laughs> <laughs> it's still cheap now, so it's, you know, the most I paid for gas all the way through Idaho and Montana was two seventy three. Wow. Wow, good for that. Good for you. Yeah. Idaho and Montana? Yeah. Okay. That's where I'm moving. Idaho and Montana. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but good news for Subaru. People are buying vehicles and yeah, you know, they do the little things right. They, yeah. they they take care of problems because problems do inevitably come up. You know, we always talk about recalls on the show. We talk about, but Subaru is so proactive. They're, they're so good at taking care of their owners Amazing. That, that, that do have issues come up and getting them into other cars or, or just buying back cars and things like that that do have issues to where it doesn't become a, a PR nightmare. It doesn't become, you know, a, a bad problem in somebody's life. When you right. do have a, your car go down, it's not a fun thing. And so it is nice having that you know uh, certainty that the company will take care of it and so we're confident in subaru and yep. that that helps the sales down the down the line uh, a, a lot and let's face it there's billions of parts in a car humans put them together oh yeah there's opportunity things for break. stuff ha- happens you get cars are more complex you have than how ever. many different ma- uh, suppliers to you and and they you know just multiply that down the line they try for good quality control and yeah and whatnot but it uh once in a while something sneaks through and I mean, every part in a car had to be put together somewhere, right? Yeah, by somebody or something. Yeah, and, and then somebody put the something together that put that part together. So yeah, I think one of the things that Subaru has learned over the last four or five years is when they bring out a new product, you know, a new model like they're doing right now. The there is a sea of 2020 Outbacks at the factory that they're going through and double and triple checking all the quality that everything's in there right because every time you change a vehicle. You change part of the manufacturing process, and it takes a while for that to get all squared away. But so they've—I mean—they've had them sitting there for about three, four weeks now already, from my understanding. Under inspection. Mm -hmm. Under inspection, just making sure. And they did that same thing with the ascent. It slowed down the launch of of the ascent. Slowed down this, but we had really very little, if any, trouble with. You know, there was one issue they had with the ascent, but. It was limited to very few vehicles. Yeah, uh, that's what I think we talked about a few weeks ago. It was a couple dozen is what yeah. I think it was. So. Yeah, I mean, it, what's amazing to me is, is, is you look at some of the recalls or service campaigns or 
when they find they've had an error in production, they really can dial into it. it was from this time, this day, to this time, that day. Okay, these VIN numbers are effective. We're going to fix those. And, they, you know, they're very proactive about it. Yeah, it doesn't eliminate the chance of something having to be recalled or fixed, but it really right. does lessen the chance of Correct. it. Correct. Yeah. And I think you're seeing manufacturers use recalls more now than they ever have. I think so, too. After I think they're being way more proactive. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's the way to do so it. So I don't see recalls across the board going down anytime in the future because they are being – they're having to be more proactive. They're being held accountable to more things. Uh, I don't know if I was alive when this happened, but I know I learned about it in a PR class in college, the the old Tylenol recall of way back when, when well, where it was like one bottle got yeah. got tampered with and they took every bottle in America back. And Yeah, there was a couple – Couple of bottles that were tampered. It was, it was scary times. That's I'm I'm old enough. I remember. You, you know, you have all the safety packaging now. You have the the foil wrap on top of it. That you got to peel off. You have the plastic that holds the lid on. You have everything done. Back then, you didn't. You could open up anything, pull it out. Really, so it's kind of like the ice cream right now with people looking at it and putting it back. Yeah, you're such a neat thing. I'm ready for protective soon. foil yeah. on everything. <laughs> That's yeah. it's I'm, just I'm people there. being yeah. stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you can't Agreed. trust people. Yeah, there's yeah. a reason we have to have these things, and it's because yeah. people are stupid. <laughs> we're gonna have to have a license to buy laundry detergents pretty soon, so because people were eating that. So people. People are the worst. Well, you know, what can we say? We're the most evolved, stupid species on the planet. Well, I think boredom comes a lot to <laughs> play. <laughs> we have well, nothing better to do. Well, I the think, internet. You know, Instagram, Snapchat, yeah. all these things. Well, look, I can make a fortune on YouTube doing stupid stuff. <laughs> oh, terrible. <laughs> you know? And <laughs> yep. That's <laughs> rewarding bad behavior it, everywhere. Very much. Yeah. Very much so. But yeah. that that was a lesson of, you know, doing it the right way, in my opinion, is oh, yeah. taking everything back. It cost them an arm and a leg, but in but, the long run. It was, worth it was it. yeah. It, we're all better off for it, and then we've come out with better. As much as I hate all that stuff, yeah. And so people might be learning from the Takata thing and uh, other. You would hope, and, although yeah. when you you know when you get business, business is there to make money. Yeah. And when you do a cost benefit analysis, because I mean every manufacturer probably out there has done it on some level. You look at uh, Chevrolet with their keys. Yeah. They knew that was an issue. What's for, the key thing with Chevrolet? They had what about. 10 years worth of cars where the keys could fall out or stick or... While the car was on. Uh-huh, or, yeah. Yeah, there was wow. the ignition, um, the mechanism. If your keys, if you had too much weight on your keychain, it could fail and cause the... While you're driving down the yeah. road. Yeah, and oh the car would, gosh. I think, turn off. Or, and I know my dad always had too much weight on his key ring. Oh, well, yeah, you always <laughs> get people that have a pound of stuff on there. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason my wife and I don't trade keys. <laughs> Those are her the, keys. Yeah. These are my keys. You know, it's I not, don't carry key rings anymore. I carry, if I'm driving if I'm driving a car, I have the key to the car. Yeah. I love the keyless start. It's the best oh. thing. You got to have your house key. Unless yeah. you have an no, automated lock no. in your house. I haven't had a house key in 20 years. You just don't lock your house? Um, and your did, address is did, what? Did not, <laughs> I did not lock a house that. up until about a year ago. Really? Yeah. I'm paranoid. Same. I, 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 I am could not. live in the White House. And I, yeah, I'm know. not. I, I just don't care. I go to hotels and like put all the dead bolts on and you bring not, yeah, extra padlocks. Extra, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. No, I'll, in a hotel, that's a different story. Yeah, but you know, your house would you want it secure? I'm not concerned about it. You're a braver man than I am, or dumb. <laughs> I don't know. Heck, I lived out in West Valley for ten years, and never locked a door. Wow. 
and never had anything. West Valley is no. still pretty safe compared to most places. No, and where like, I live now, there's been the one. World. There's been one, <laughs> there's been one house broken into on my block, and it's next door to me. And I convinced the guy that owned it did the break in so I could get insurance. Ah, <laughs> Smart. there you go. You know, it's just especially with what disappeared out of there. It was very specialized, and it's like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you need some extra money. <laughs> well, sounds good. I will continue to be paranoid and carry keys around. You can, you can be but, paranoid. I yeah. mean, I lock my car all the time. But yeah. I don't want people in my car. Who would? People I, are the worst. Growing up, never did. <laughs> well, and, then, and, then, and then there's my wife who grew up in a small town. She's been gone from it for almost 25 years and still has some of those tendencies. Oh, I left the keys in the ignition of the car all night. Wow. That doesn't happen anymore. She's got smart key. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't leave her purse. <laughs> well, if you got a question, a comment, a story for us, we'd love to hear from you, uh, especially if it's uh, tell us what you did this summer, where you went, how much fun you had, if it was miserable, if it was happy. We'd love to hear your adventure stories at 855-340-ZONE. And we got a first caller of the day here. Joe is on line one. Good morning, Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Yes, uh, good morning, guys. I just got a couple of questions for... Uh, for George and uh, Roger, I uh, I haven't traveled too far from home this year. Uh, Wendover spends about the uh, <laughs> part of the time traveled. Uh, I've got a question. Uh, I I I've ordered my second STI from uh, Mark. Yeah, Mark Patterson. I've got a mm-hmm. sixteen, and uh, he ordered for me uh, a twenty twenty. Awesome. Cool. Uh, my question is, I, I, I want to pay 88 down and 88 a month. <laughs> you want to fly? No, you want to go to Carl Malone Toyota for that one. No, the way that, <laughs> the, the way, the way, they've done that ad for 25 years now. Uh, and what they do is it's 88 well, you bucks. Know, Carl again. would do that for me. Well, for only for about two months, then your payment goes way up. <laughs> read, read the fine print. Yeah, that's the fine print that kills you every time. <laughs> yeah. What uh, what performance uh, up, uh, upgrades will I have on the twenty versus the sixteen? What do you have, George? I haven't paid attention to it. So the the twenty STI versus the sixteen. I don't STI? know. You know, I don't think they really had much change in the horsepower ratings. Um, I, I could be off by a little bit. Um, I know that the the S two hundred nine special edition model they've done a couple things to that, but I think as far as the the, the standard STI performance wise, you're going to be pr- pretty much the same. You will have uh, new things such as Apple CarPlay, um, some technology yep. upgrades on the interior. Um, you're going to uh-huh. see that more of an upgrade than you will, I think, performance. Yeah. But well, the the one I've got now is a, a very nice car. It, oh, they're it's awesome. It's a lot cars. of fun to drive and. Uh, I can't wait until the uh, the new one arrives. So, how fast are you making it to Wendover in that? <laughs> <laughs> well, sir, uh, no, not uh, too many cops between here and uh, Wendover. Yeah, I think I've had up to about eighty. Yeah. You got to take that to the Salt Flats yeah. if you're going to open it up and uh, and go for the speed <laughs> record. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen, uh, thank you very much, and well, uh, enjoy you. your program. Oh, thank you so much for business. calling in, and uh, enjoy the new STI when you get it. Yeah, have fun, yeah. Joe. Thank you. That's how it's done. 855-340-ZONE. Joe has entered to win the four-pack of movie passes at the end of the show. We'll draw from everyone that calls in. Coming up next, uh, there's, a, there's still this worry about automated cars and trucks and there's talk of having delivery semi-trucks across America that aren't manned. Oh. One company has been doing it for months and no one even knew about it. 
tell you about it next here on Utah awesome. Carson. I think I know who you're talking about. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. This edition of the rivalry was different. It just was. Because in the last four years, I feel like they've been one possession games because Utah played poorly and still won. And I thought, well, what happens when Utah just flexes their muscles, doesn't play poorly? They're going to soundly win one of these. 54-10 to 10 was a fluke, seven turnovers, all that. It was just an anomaly. But what happens when Utah just plays well and it's 30-12? to 12? And that's that's a good word for last night's play from Utah as well, or yeah. enough. This was not the best game Utah's ever had. Yeah. There's some problems that we perceive that could come up in the Pac-12, but well enough to get a win, and BYU was nowhere near them. Dang good. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. That's right, it's Utah Car Sense here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Producing for us today, Austin Facer and Eric Jensen. I want to say thanks to those guys. You can call 855-340-ZONE. They'll answer your phone call, get you on air with us. Everyone that calls in is entered to win a four-pack of movie passes. You just got to share a story, a question, a comment, whatever you got with us. Just pick up and dial. 855-340-ZONE. Uh, all right. Uh, tease this before the break. Roger, you th- you th- think you know who the company is that's been delivering things automatically. Let's go ahead. I I, I don't know. I think I know. Okay. But. Uh, the self-driving freight truck startup Too Simple, T-U nope. Simple. Different company. Has been carrying mail across the state of Arizona for several months. And UPS announced that its venture capital arm made a minority investment in Too Simple. The announcement also revealed that since May, the autonomous trucks have been hauling UPS loads on a 150-mile route between Phoenix and Tucson. So UPS has been delivering things automatically in these semi-trucks and no one even knew about it. Hmm. Says that it has uh, a driver in the car in the truck. Or yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, there they are there's someone at the wheel, but they've got they've even uploaded this 43 hour video to show that the driver never even had touched the wheel or the brake or the gas the yeah. whole trip. No, I I get yeah. it, and I and I think there's limited use where autonomous driving makes sense. Um, deliveries of mail, you know, between two cities in the desert state of Arizona is probably a good good use for that. You know, you don't have a whole lot of variables with weather. You don't have high traffic on the road. You don't have a lot of pedestrians around. You wildlife, don't have all these. Yeah. You don't have all these. Wildlife uh, just hit it. <laughs> just go right yeah, on just, it, yeah. What was that? Roadkill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you don't have all these other variables that have been kind of tripping up the self-driving cars that they've been testing in the cities and where they've been having issues in these really you know busy environments, urban environments where you know the self-driving car supposedly makes the most sense is where it's having the most issues. But this is well, this think is cool. Of, think what's coming out of it in that environment. I mean, versus out on a wide open highway. Oh, yeah. People left and right. Yeah. And, yeah. Bicycles and scooters and, you know, things that, that, that the self-driving car has a hard time predicting. Um, but out on the open road, sure. It's a great well, use. It's, it's like Uber learned a valuable lesson. I mean, they have they use LiDAR on their cars. And the one they hit and killed the pedestrian, they had programmed out some of the features of LiDAR mm. on it. Yeah. Their, their, uh, their engineer thought, well, we don't need that. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the good news here is that it's working. 
the the thing I would say is that what you guys were kind of uh, hinting at there was this is still a sanitized environment. Yeah, that this reasonably thing is sanitized. Between, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and it's going from the same spot back to the same spot back and forth. With no well, turns, no stops. It's just going, stopping, getting well, it's back got, on the it's road. It's got to be turning and stopping. It's got to be getting on and off the freeway. But right, you but, know, it would be interesting to see those videos and see how busy the traffic is where they're at. Because historically, a lot of warehouses are out away from the city. And this isn't in a in a resident residential no. areas where I'm talking yeah. about stops and turns. Right. Yeah. This isn't the, the Amazon Prime van in your local neighborhood without a driver. <laughs> this is a semi-truck in the middle of nowhere. Still does have some risk. Oh, there, it's still sure. out in the real world, but it's in kind of a controlled real world. Yeah, it's in a less busy real world. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. I still think we're a long ways away from autonomous driving. Just for what George is saying, look at the weather conditions, look at rain, look at snow in particular to me is yeah. the one that I don't know how you program a computer to drive snow safely, especially when you can't see the roads. You can't see any markers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're basically hallucinating. You know there's lane there somewhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So You're, a lot of things they queue off. Yeah, a lot we, of things they yeah. queue off of, they're, they're not going to be there. We've all experienced our eyesight turning off when it gets yeah. too snowy here in this state. Yeah. Which imagine is, that being in a car with no human yeah. at yeah. the wheel. Yeah. So. so, I mean, I think there's – I think at some point in time you'll see it across the board. I don't think it's near as quick as what everybody thinks it's going to be. It's been overhyped for sure, but you know this is technology that's that's evolving, and you know just like we talked earlier about the 2020 Forester with lane centering versus yeah. lane keep, and and how that's progressing, and how that's you know enabling you to do more with with the uh, eyesight in your car. It's the same as with, with this. They're they're now able to keep these you know delivery trucks like you said in a more sanitized environment. They can do it 100% driverless. It's sounds like and, and and that's a big step um but it is just one step and we need to keep that in mind that this isn't this doesn't mean you're going to have like you said amazon prime vans in your neighborhood right. driving around without a, a driver. or the postal so the post office truck yeah yeah well and there, there was another company that was testing their semis here and they had a different take on it they were running convoys of semis so you had a driver in the front one and you had three behind falling across i-80 to windover yeah i heard about okay. that too you know, and, and they they've been out testing that but i mean that so it's following the truck that's being driven by a human. Correct. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, there's a lots of different thoughts on how to do this. And I, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. You know, I was listening to a guy that was talking about biomimicry and, you know, talking about how nature, you know, looking at nature to solve problems, right? And one of the things he cited was car companies are going to become just, um, they're not going to be car companies anymore. They're going to be... Um, go more to the ride share and stuff and just their transportation for providers basically okay. saying we won't exist somewhere down the road and we may not i don't i don't know hard to say hard, hard to say <laughs> and maybe and 40 50 60 years down the road maybe and the, the one variable that we have to keep in mind is just how attached people are to their cars i know i love my car i don't see where i want to share my car with other people um, well i think there's and, places that make sense you're already doing that new york you've got zip you've got all those sure you, even there you're seeing a lot of these companies withdraw from the market and you're seeing rates go up and and a lot of the promises that were being made early on about ride sharing have never really panned out that's right. true um, as well 
and, and and so I still see I still see auto ownership as something that's going to continue for a long time. Especially we're in the still, West. Especially in the West, <laughs> we're still building out the valley and we're designing it for cars, not for, for mass transportation. Not for mass transportation. Not for walkability. Yep. Every new development has a one-to-one tenant-to-car parking ratio. You you have all these things that the infrastructure that we're still building is still car-centric, and yep. so that's not going to go away for, for 50 to 100 years. And so you, you have all these people that are saying, oh, traditional car companies are going to go away. Then They're not going to go away. They may change, but people still love their cars. People are still going to want to own cars. And to Americans especially, the car is freedom. You know, you get in your car, you get on the open highway, and you drive. And, and there's something that's just kind of like a romantic notion about that, but it's it plays into people's feelings. And people are more emotionally driven about these types of things than than rationally driven i feel and and so thank goodness yeah <laughs> <laughs> you guys have work we, we, we would be you know if we did it rationally we would have four tires maybe ac roll up windows yeah we, we want nice <laughs> you things. might have a we stereo want... system in there maybe not yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. You know, we've been able to rent cars forever. You don't see everybody renting a car, and yeah. you know, just when they need it, you you buy one, you you own it, you you wipe it down every day, you clean it. You you know, it's wait, who are you talking about? Yeah, no, <laughs> nobody. No, <laughs> you've seen no, some of the trades we take in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you haven't been in my car. Lately. Yeah. You got a kid; it's forgivable. You, you do. You do. Yeah, you see even that, the cross trek these days is <laughs> a mess because that's where the kid rides yep. all the time. So. <laughs> And that kid, by the way, man, she's cute. Oh, she's Boy, darling. she's a terrorist. It's just, it's a hostage situation every day with that little girl. It, it, she yeah. just has us by the nose you to put a clean a monster. Yep. Oh, man. But I'll say, uh, we slept through the night last night for the first time in like two weeks. Wow. wow. And whoever uh, found the element, uh, the, the whatever makes melatonin, I'll kiss you on the mouth because I, I love you forever. <laughs> so she doesn't uh, like to sleep too well, huh? No, she's teething, and so oh. she's and a poor little girl. You know, she's scre- She's in pain. She's screaming. Now, see if we're back in the early 1900s. A little whiskey on the gums and knock them out. <laughs> You're like the ninth person that's told me that. And I'm it's like, the funniest thing I can remember. My, and after, well, a my couple, grandparents advocating for that. See, a couple people tell you, and you laugh at that. Then the third, fourth, fifth person tells you, like, you've done this, haven't you? <laughs> You're well, serious. I've wanted this isn't to do back it. in the 1800s. <laughs> I've this wanted is... to do it. I've never done it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Utah Car Sense here on Honest the Zone officer, I don't know how they got that alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a call, 855-340-ZONE. Love to have you on the show. Where'd you go this summer? What kind of fun things did you go and do? We'd love to hear your stories. 855-340-ZONE. Uh, Ford issued a recall of 550,000 plus vehicles because a seat back may fail. Uh, this is in the 2018 through 2020 F-150 pickups Ooh. and Super Duties and Explorer SUVs and Expeditions. Uh, Ford is recalling uh, because of uh, the ba- seat backs may not properly restrain people in a crash. Also included are some 2020 Explorer and Lincoln Aviator SUVs with rear seats with manual seat back mechanisms. Uh, these, uh, the recall, uh, Ford says the trucks may not have a third pole needed for seat strength, increasing the risk of injury in a crash. Says it doesn't know of any crashes or injuries to this point, but they're recalling it out of precaution. Can you imagine how expensive that is? They're going to have to go and retrofit those seats. No. 
550,000 plus. Wow. But, yeah. Uh, what's a third Paul? What's a Paul? I have no P-A-W-L. Idea. I don't know. It must be the it part. Must be a support in there yeah. for something. Yeah. So uh, there, if you have one of those, uh, make sure you get on safercar.gov, well, that, put it in that, the VIN. That's the cha- You know, if, here's the other challenge you have. Think how many cars we look at every day that have open recalls that people just ignore. Oh, it's a lot. I mean, I appraise hundreds of cars every month, yeah. and you you run a car report on everyone, 50%? and I would say really half yeah, of them. I don't I don't know if it's quite half, but I would 30%? say probably thirty to forty. A third, jeez. Your chunk of it's Takata. Yeah, and it's That's, and it's older. They're in almost every car. It's so. usually older vehicles that are on their second owner or third owner that they haven't updated their the you know owner information with the manufacturer so they may not be getting the recall and then at that point they they'd have to go yeah, into I the I thought the manufacturers went to, to uh registration data. Um not 100% I'm sure. Not either. That would make more sense. It would make a lot more sense. It's going, well, unless you've moved since you registered your car, and then but it th- may that get is where you tend to see them. You know, the the current owners, the the ones that have the new cars. You you tend to see those people come and get the recalls done a lot more than than people. So if you've bought a used car, go to safercar.gov, run, run your VIN number. It's a good idea to check. You may have not received anything, but you may have an open recall in your vehicle. It's free to to check, yeah. free to fix. Um, go go get it done. Why put yourself at risk? Let's yep. say someone has just purchased a used vehicle. They hear that from you. They go today. They get on safercar.gov. They run the VIN. It's got a recall. What do they do? Go to the manu- go call the manu- call. Go to the retailer. Retailer and set up an appointment to get but it done. If, well, if you bought it privately, doesn't so, same thing. Yeah, just go to if you bought so a if Ford you bought a Ford, go, go to, to a Ford, Ford retailer yeah. and and schedule an appointment. Any one of them. Any, any yeah, one of them. If it's, it's got the yep. Ford logo, then yep. Yeah. Yep. Recalls are. are, are uh, handles free there, free of charge, but um, it's not required for for a, a used car dealer to do a recall um, on a on a car that they sell. And so hmm. you may be thinking that the car you bought has had the recall completed, but it's it's actually not. Yeah, and we and we try to get most of the recalls done, but it's almost impossible to get them all done. It's you know, tough because every Subaru that leaves our lot by our dealer agreement has to have the recalls done, which is easy to do but yeah but sometimes the there's some that are other more difficult we don't always get to either so yeah go go get that checked if you bought a used car all right check it out safercar.gov yep all right this uh this state and its politicians and decision makers are <laughs> you're going <known>. there <laughs> well yeah i am they're they're known for uh being slow to environmental plans and uh not well, just just wait another two weeks they won't have to do any oh, why is that <laughs> look what trump did with uh methane Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> uh, but two of the leaders of the Utah legislature's bipartisan Clean Air Caucus say the Trump administration's plan to roll back clean car standards set under the previous administration will be costly for Utah households on these three fronts. More unhealthy air pollution, yeah. that's obvious. Less savings at the gas pump and potential job losses. Uh, Representative Steve Handy, uh, uh, Republican of Layton, and Representative Suzanne Harrison, Democrat of Draper, called on Utah's congressional delegation and other elected leaders to urge retention of the toughest fuel economy standards in U.S. history. We've talked about this before in the Mm -hmm. past. The Obama administration wanted somewhere uh, 55 miles per gallon. EPA was the plan there uh, with the EPA plan. Uh, Trump has rolled that back down to the 30s, I think. I think it is in the 30s. Yeah, mid-30s. Fives or low yeah. 30s. And they're saying that that is going to cost you at the pump 
mm-hmm. cost jobs. Well, obviously, I don't, know, I don't know how they tie it to costing jobs. I'm I have curious to about keep that. Reading through here to see where they're I mean, going. I agree with I agree with their other two points. The job costing, not 100 percent sure how they're going there. Let's see if they if it says in here if it expounds on why people would be losing jobs. Oh, let's see. She added the Obama era standards would have pumped an additional forty seven hundred jobs into Utah through advancements in automotive technology and other related industries. So we would be making Maybe. the the technology that would enable the cars to, okay. to get these higher. So these are potential jobs that are being lost, okay. not yeah. current jobs current being jobs. lost. Yeah. Yeah, if we're, say, if we're not yeah. going to invest in, in technology yeah. and if we're not going to invest in raising the fuel economy standards, then yeah, I can see how we could lose yeah, future jobs. And, mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the, the money, the, the health, it's just, it doesn't make sense when you have the car companies, when you have the conservative states, when you have everybody basically that had fought this in the past now saying, no, 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 we, we actually think this is a good idea and we want to do this and it's going to hurt if we don't. Why go back? Why change it? It doesn't make any sense. <sighs> Why does he do anything? Well, <laughs> don't even go there. I, 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 I know. It's, it's a nonsensical question. You just, you're going to get the phone lines lit up here. That's okay. I've been in trouble for it before. <laughs> Won't be the last, first or last time. Uh, but, uh, the Trump administration says rolling back these clean air standards, which, by the way, I've got the numbers here. The, the plan was 3.5% each year into 2025, which would set a fleet average of 54.5 miles per gallon in passenger fuel economy standards by 2025. Trump is wanting to roll those back, or is rolling those back, down to the 30, uh, 33.5 miles per gallon. And they say that 17 automobile manufacturers urged the administration to rethink its position and settle on something more in the middle between the two proposals. Oh, yeah. Compromise. <laughs> no. Wait, we Go don't, figure. No, we've lost that art of compromise. You're either right or you're left, and, or you, and either side you're wrong. I, I, I guess <laughs> you're right, right. I guess the point uh, is that Utah, a, a, a historically, by reputation, conservative, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a good way of saying it, is, also, is now saying, no, we probably need something better. Well, the best thing you can do for Utah's air right now is buy a newer car. Oh, agreed. Yeah, you know, absolutely. With all the technology in them and... and uh, Capturing the pollution coming out of the tailpipe. Yeah, yeah. That's the best thing you can do for our you, pollution. Yeah, you'd think with our geography and just how, how many bad air days we have along the Wasatch Front and in Utah in general that we would be one of the leaders um, as far as the, the environmental regulations on cars and, and tailpipe emissions and things because there are lots of technologies out there that have been implemented, that, that manufacturers have done without the states even pushing them. PZEV, other standards that that have reduced smog a lot, um, that you'd think Utah would be, again, a leader in this, not not somebody that would fight it. But it's, Utah, it is good Utah, to see. Utah's never led that, though. But but it is good to <laughs> see maybe things starting to change, and, and, and I think the, the public pressure on politicians is having to, uh, a lot to do with that, and keep that up. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and in fact, there was a recent study uh, said that long-term exposure to air pollution, especially ground-level ozone, is like smoking about a pack I of cigarettes that. a day yeah. nice. for many years. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot worse than people thought. And like smoking, it leads to emphysema, right. cancer, yeah. mm-hmm. growth uh, stunt, all kinds yep. of stuff. And that's just the air that we're breathing. Yeah, and if you look at the air, I mean, I've lived here my whole life, so I can remember back in the 80s because I was driving a lot. And literally from about the 5th of January all the way through January, most of the time you couldn't see across the studio. There was, you know, the inversion was so bad. Wow. 
So we've come a long way since then, but it's still not wonderful. <laughs> no, not wonderful at all. So, uh, you know, someone like, I've never, I've never had a cigarette in my life, but the air around me doesn't mean that I'm not susceptible to Lung the effects cancer, of yeah. someone who has right. yeah. smoked cigarettes. So we need to be more conscious of that. Think of uh, the future. Think of the children. But that's... We've kind of lost sight of that in Washington. They don't really care what they're leaving behind at this point in time. They're chasing the almighty buck. We can do it in our own lives. I agree. Regardless of what And I think this is a good opportunity for states to take the lead on this. And and, and you're seeing that happen with the carb states, um, making a deal with the manufacturers, kind of leaving the White House out of it and sidestepping that to where they're saying, okay, you're going to roll back the standards. We're going to keep going forward. We're going to keep going forward, and we're going to do it anyway, whether you like it or not. You look at the big three, it might behooves them for that to roll back because they're going more to trucks and SUVs, which are not anywhere near. Yeah. Hmm. And they have less cars to offset all that, which is where they've gotten away with it for years is all their cars. But I think they know they can't rely on, on trucks and SUVs for forever. Um, I would disagree with you with where they're going <laughs> right now. They think that's, you know, look at all of them discontinuing their cars. Ford's going down to the Focus and the Mustang. Yeah. So, I mean, I know they're not selling, but again, everything's cyclical. <laughs> And they'll have, you know, all these trucks and SUVs sitting there. They won't be able to give them away. Yep. That's probably what's going to happen. That's so. why the crossover is so popular. You yep. get both the best of both worlds. Yep. Uh, you guys seen the movies Mad Max, the Mad Max movies? I love them. Yeah. <laughs> they're really fun. I love they're them. fun to watch. Well, I, uh, I like a little non, you know, gratuitous violence in yeah, my entertainment. And just nonsense. Just, just yeah, non- yeah, it's yeah, total yeah, nonsense. Yeah. Destruction and just, chaos. What, what, and, what happened if the world went to heck in a handcart? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and incredible yeah, yeah, cars. My favorite is the speakers on the front with the guy chained up on the- <laughs> Yeah, it's bizarre. But <laughs> As they're going really off cool. to beat each other up. Uh, <laughs> but some folks in the English town of Hertfordshire were terrified this last week when they saw a car with machine guns and metal window guards mounted to it, so nice. they called the police. Yeah. Officers with their own firearms brandished swarmed the sedan as it was parked in a rest stop, only to discover a polite driver who told them it was just his movie car that had broken down and that the guns weren't even real. <laughs> According to Hertfordshire Police, the car was from a Mad Max film <laughs> purchased by a Mad Max film fan. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And it is a replica rather than the authentic prop, but these guns are not real. They are just movie prop guns. (laughs) But, you know, if you saw a picture of this thing, it is from the Mad Max movies. It looks like it's got automatic machine guns and and metal guards on the windows. It looks like it's ready to do some things. So That's awesome. uh, Maybe don't be driving that around in public uh, and scaring people. Yeah. That'd be a fun thing to own. I don't know if it should be your commuter car. That's, Probably not. That's what I'm saying. Probably not. Uh, Ford is killing the KA Plus mini car in Europe. Have you heard about the KA mm, Plus yeah, mini I car? Yeah, I think I've seen it. It's it's the dumbest little car I've ever seen in my lifetime. Really? But Worse it, than a smart car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it makes sense in Europe Yeah. for a small little pocket-sized car or Absolutely. whatever. Absolutely. But Ford will end the European wow. sales of the K-plus minicar as part of the automaker's drive to improve profitability in the region. Mini cars have been problematic for automakers in Europe because their low retail price means it's not profitable to equip the cars with expensive emissions reduction technology needed as the European Union introduces tougher CO2 reduction targets. So, climate change 
they're not changing real. things in Europe. <laughs> yeah, that fake thing, climate change. Europe's changing the CO2, CO2 standards, and Ford said it's too expensive for us to make this car with those standards, so they're just not making the car anymore. You, you know, it's, it's interesting they cite that. They're adding to it. They've got to be charging it. Yeah, it's not like that, they're that, that absorbing the cost. They that's could, a nonsense. But what they're really saying is, is I people can't make enough profit on it. People don't want the car, yeah. is ah. what they're saying. Yeah. yeah. That could be a problem. Yeah. For a car manufacturer. Did you see the picture of it? It's pretty but ugly. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's, it's just this little round Easter called thing. Easter called and wanted eggs back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does look like an Easter egg. I mean, I couldn't fit in one. It's just ridiculous. Oh, come on. You could fold it half. <laughs> <laughs> it, do you remember uh, the Richard Scary Little Town uh, stories of the, like the worm that drove around in the apple car? Oh, yeah. That's it looks like that, one of those. Yeah, yeah. Although I'd prefer yeah. that apple-shaped <laughs> yeah. car to yeah. this thing. Oh, man. Uh, 855-340-ZONE if you want to be on the show. Everyone that calls in and shares a story or comment with us is entered to win. Right now, Joe's the winner because he's the only caller. So we well, need more I think more everyone's callers. out enjoying the last weekend of summer. Oh, it's beautiful weather. It's beautiful it's spectacular. Day well, yeah. it's supposed to be mid-90s, though, at some point today, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah about 95. It's I supposed to be even actually hotter Actually, through the tomorrow. next week until yeah. Wednesday or Thursday are supposed to be Yeah, and then they're predicting a worse-than-normal winter again. Uh-oh, we're going to have some snow. Meaning cold and snowy? Cold and snowy. Cold and snowy is what I heard, yep. Look, I'll, I, I think, I'll take you it. Know, Snowbird got over 700 inches last year, which is a record. There's still wow. snow up there yeah that's great for the tourism industry and we need the be- if we're gonna say we have the best snow on earth we gotta have the best snow on earth yeah bring it on let's <laughs> let's bring on some subaru weather that's, that's all i want get yourself an all-wheel you, drive you enjoy subaru. skiing this oh, year yeah. i think i'm was, done <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know if your achilles can take it there uh, oh yeah, you keep, know keep him off the skis we'll go tubing instead <laughs> yeah that'd take tubing that's a lot of fun before we take a break let's go out to the phone lines john is here on line one good hey, morning, morning john john Hey, morning, guys. How you doing? Hey, Hey, I I called you guys probably, I don't know, six, seven months ago, and I listen to your show every every Saturday and stuff, and I really appreciate it, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, My question is, is, um, last time we talked, I'm just curious when that Ford Bronco is going to get released. Oh, yeah. I think I remember when you called in about that. (laughs) I think it's coming up here in the next six months, isn't it, George? Let's see, 2020, 2020. Ford Thanks Bronco, for the call, John. Road and track. Let's see what they have to say. Spring of 2020 yep. uh, is what uh, Musaford.com is saying. Uh, so sometime before summer, next summer. <laughs> now it's being called the 2021 Ford Bronco. Yeah, uh, if it's going to come out in... Estimated uh, price around $30,000 next spring. Yeah. So, And I, I would assume it's going to probably go to bigger markets first. And then get its way here, but um, maybe not. For the market for that car, I would say the west. It would come yeah. here, come yeah. west you first. Think so? Oh yeah, because yeah. the yeah. demand's bigger for a bigger car like that. Yeah, bigger I mean, I've got car. great memories of running around an old Bronco. They were they were fun cars. I wish Take it the looked top off. I wish it looked like the Bronco. Doesn't it? Maybe I'm thinking of something else, but I thought it looked more like a, 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 a typical SUV. Or is it edgy? Have they shown it off yet? Because I've only seen just see the click a Google concept here. photos, I think. But oh, yeah, it's it just here's the the concept photo I'm seeing from Ford Authority, the 2024. It it's it's got some boxy hard edges, but it's not like the old Bronco was. Um, the original Bronco back in the 70s. This is very retro. I guess I'm that. looking at a four door. 
There, there will be they a have two, a two door, door, and they're going to have a removable. Yeah, you're right. The two yeah. door looks very much like it did. So that's good news. But I wish the, yeah, the I wish four the door, four on the other hand, yeah. looks like a like a Jeep, like a Cherokee. Like yeah, a Durango. Yeah like, a, yeah, like a Cherokee Durango slash. But kind of got a Land Rover Discovery side profile there. But I'm excited it's coming back. I've always I always liked the Bronco. Yeah, I really did. It was always a classic. You know. Uh, 855-340-ZONE. Let's go back out to the phones. And Scott is on the line. Hi, Scott. Morning, Scott. Hey, Scott. Hey, good morning, fellas. How you doing? Good. Good. Hey, uh, me and my wife just got back from running part of the Route 66. Awesome. Oh, cool. Um, historic. And, uh, we had a ball, a lot of, seen a lot of neat sites and, uh, you know, started out in Chicago and worked our way down to Tulsa, and then we had to fly back because we had some stuff going. But we'll we'll finish it next year. Did you rent a vehicle but, uh, to make that trip? We did. We we uh, flew into Chicago and rented a SUV, and then uh, we were able to drop it off in Tulsa. And uh, they do charge you a drop off fee, but um, that's better than using your own car for that many miles. <laughs> what was the What was your favorite sight to see along sixty six? Well. Um, there's a couple car museums that were really cool. You know, they had some historic cars and stuff that are, you know, a single collector that's got millions of dollars and have lots of cars and built their own museum. And uh, a lot of the historic, you know, restaurants and, um, you know, Lincoln stuff. And we actually stopped and went to a game in uh, St. Louis and watched the Cardinals play. Good. Oh, Did that's you cool. stay in the Wigwam Motel? We didn't. We drove by it, and we're like, uh, we don't want to sleep on the ground. And <laughs> you know, did you stand like on the corner in Winslow, Arizona. Arizona? No, they went to Oklahoma. We haven't oh, yeah, got we that far. That. We're going to start back. <laughs> that in was my Tulsa. first thought. We're going to start back in Tulsa and go from Tulsa into into California next year. So, well, great. We well, might rent a motorhome next year or buy one, and then finish the trip and rent it um <laughs> you know rent it rent, rent first it. Yeah. Yeah. no it's not mine well, it's my, that's my in-laws i tell you okay. it's much cheaper to rent them <laughs> and just yeah, figure, figure but, six but, miles a gallon you'll be just safe oh my gosh <laughs> yeah well scott so that, that sounds like that it was, was a fun a, trip yeah it was yeah. a great trip and like seen a lot awesome. of neat people and took some pictures of some of the the people that were in their restaurants and you know, museums and stuff kind of got a idea of who the people were and, you know, kind of had the photographs of these people. But, yeah, it was it was probably one of the funner trips. We just, you know, you got a long ways between sites, but it, it was really cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for calling in and sharing the, that, that memory with us, Scott. Thank, appreciate it. Uh, Easy Rider came out 50 years ago. 